here we go. Episode 11 of the second string pod. Um, we're going to start today. Little UFC 251 talk. <clears throat> and then uh, I'm going to talk about the NBA bubble a tad and how it's already bursting, it seems. And then, I don't know, it might be just cut it off there. I might might defend the LaCroix throne. I just had a LaCroix with some food before this. And I always get shit for drinking LaCroix. And I'm frankly, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm a marginalized person in the world um, as a LaCroix drinker, and, and I've had enough. I mean, it's a phenomenal carbonated beverage to substitute for pop or Gatorade. Gatorade's not carbonated, but same thing. No sugar. It's all good. It's all clean. Pomplemousse. Pomplemousse. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Before that, no emails today. Um, so email me if there's something you want to talk about. The second string Detroit at gmail.com. I'm selling t-shirts. Oh, actually, fun fact on the t-shirt thing. I'm doing this. So I'm doing a little thing here. Every day I started today, every day until I finished, get through my entire catalog, I'm going to put one shirt each day, different shirt, uh, up for 20% off every single day. I'm going to post it on my Instagram at the dot second dot string. So you'll be able to see which shirt is on sale that day, 20% off that day only new day, new shirt. So check that out. The second string.com is where you can get those at. Uh, tell your friends, if you've been thinking about buying one, now's the time. Keep an eye out when it comes up. I would say now's probably the time. So with that being said, let's talk a little UFC 251. So I'm not the biggest, I wouldn't call myself the biggest UFC fan or combat sport fan. I mean, boxing kind of sucks to be quite honest. I feel like most people, especially my age, kind of feel that way now. It's like guys just like dance around and punch each other like five times around. I don't know. It's just not very exciting. Like I, I, the first big boxing match I watched was Mayweather Pacquiao. And it was like the most hyped up fight ever, except for maybe uh, Mayweather McGregor. But that Mayweather Pacquiao fight, I mean, it was the worst. Literally, they didn't even touch each other. Floyd was just running around the entire time. And that was it. So it's like boxing kind of out on it. But uh, UFC, I am I am kind of in on. I don't watch every UFC, but I watch the big ones. And then especially now, quarantine, I am fucking jonesing for any type of sport. So obviously, I'm going to watch. So let's get into it. Uh, Dana, kudos to Dana. The, the fight island idea, genius. I don't know how many people were in that little bubble, I guess you could call it. But... I would assume not not very many where the, the threat of COVID coming around probably isn't super high. And then there's nothing else on, like I said. So everybody just wants to watch something. So genius for him. And obviously UFCs, you just need two people that test negative and you can get a fight going. So they're, this is kind of their time to shine where it's it's the easiest for them to be able to pull things like this off. So I'm glad they did. It was cool. It was a cool event. It was It was fun having something to look forward to on a Saturday night. Uh, I drank a few two-hearteds, lost a little bit of money, but it is what it is. The two fights I I care about and want to talk about, one, Holloway Volkanovsky. What a joke that was. I mean, what a joke that was. I, you, ah, you're t- I know Volkanovsky was the title holder, so like he gets the benefit of the doubt kind of thing, which fine, I guess. But watching that fight, I don't understand 
how you could watch that fight and tell me if nothing, I mean, ties suck. So I guess I'll just say it. I don't know how you could watch that fight and not think Holloway won. I left when the final bell rang. I was like, this is, this is a no brainer Holloway all day. Obviously I'm a Holloway fan. I wanted him to win. So a little extra salt in the wounds for me, I guess, but it was so obvious to me. I mean, he was just tagging him. I will say it was three, two Holloway. So it's not like he annihilated him, but it felt like three of those rounds were clean cut. Max Holloway won them. Like not even a, no toss up. No, well, I don't know. It was three rounds. He absolutely won. I felt. And then based off Twitter afterwards and everything I've seen today, it felt like a lot of other people felt like that too. So I don't know what the hell happened. I really don't. I think Max Holloway, he's probably fucking pissed. Um, but like UFC judges, what? I don't get it. What's the deal here? Because it feels like this happens like once a card where it's just there's a fight and everybody's like, what? Like were they? What were we all watching the same fight? What? How the hell did that guy lose? It feels like it. I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like that happens pretty often now where there's just one fight that the judges just absolutely blow. It's like they're literally not even watching or they're like, they go into, it's like Madden when you're like, I'm throwing it to circle this play. I don't care what happens. It's like they go into the fight saying, um, I mean, Volkanovsky, if it's even close, if he doesn't get finished, we're going with Volk. So it's like, what are they looking at? I don't understand that. I'm sure Dana White's addressed it before because I know it's happened in some bigger fights where it was very controversial. So I'm sure he's talked about it and acknowledged, um, I guess, the shortcomings of judges. But, dude, what the hell is going on there? Like, it almost makes no sense how so many other people – and, again, like, I like Max Holloway, but I'm not, like, his brother. I'm not obsessed with the guy. So it's like I I don't have any major interest in him winning. I'm just watching as a guy who likes watching people beat the piss out of each other and wanted to be entertained for a few hours. And I'm saying, what are they looking at? So I don't, I don't understand that. I haven't really heard anything from Max Holloway. I haven't looked up any press conferences or anything after. So I don't know if he said that was horseshit or what, but if I was him, I would, I mean, like it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. And especially that being the second fight with Volkanovsky, I would imagine if Holloway wins that one, they immediately run it back for the trilogy again for the belt. So I don't really, I don't know. I don't really get that is what it is. I guess I can't do anything about it. I just, are other people like that? Like, am I the only guy that feels this way where it's like, dude, what are they fucking, I don't get it. It seems so obvious and they, they just go the other way on it. So I don't know. I'd like to know what other people feel. Cause it, it makes no sense to me. The other big fight, the bigger fight, Masvidal Usman, that one, I was a Masvidal guy. I mean, the guy, is like Cal Drogo. He just has no regard for human existence. Just murks people, eats their bones, crunches them up, spits them out. The guy's a freak. He 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 doesn't have a conscience, it seems, at times. And it's entertaining to watch. I mean, when he put his knee through that dude's brains whenever in the five-second knockout, like that was – that that's electric to watch. And this dude just goes in. He goes hard. He's not there to dance around. He's not there to be political. He's not there to wrestle with you. He's there to put his fist through your temple and and wish you a good night. And I that's what I that's why I'm tuning in the UFC. That's what I want to see. And again, that fight, no doubt. That one, no doubt. Usman won. Absolutely, Usman won. He just he took him down a few times and he just controlled the fight. And Masvidal 
I think there was only like once, once that I can think of right now, maybe twice, where Masvidal maybe had him on the ropes a little bit. But other than that, Usman absolutely controlled it. But my issue now becomes this. Usman is the fucking most boring dude in the world to watch fight. I think that's probably the first time I've ever seen him. But if he fights like that every time, I don't know how Dana White puts the guy on main cards. Because it was like his strategy. I guess I, if you're the wrestler, I guess I can't fault you for trying for takedowns. Like that's what you do. You got to do what you got to do. So fine. But just his obsession with getting in the clinch and then just stomping on Masvidal's feet. If it really felt like at least a quarter, maybe a third of the fight was just them hugging and Usman trying to stab his toes with his feet. It's like, what's going on here, folks? Dana, you're a man of the people. You're a man of, I'm going to get people to become obsessed with watching this because they just watch two juiced up freaks punch each other for 40 minutes or 25 minutes. But is Dana sitting there? He's got to be feeling the same way now too where he just sat there. He goes, okay, we have a massive fight here. So all the UFC diehards are watching this regardless. All the, Not all, but a lot of casuals will tune in for this anyway. And then we're the only sport that's been on in the past, other than Korean baseball in the past four months, all the casual casuals are going to tune in. Everybody's watching this. This is where you want fucking McGregor Diaz 3. But Usman Masvidal, that was a well-built card. That's a card that's going to sell. That's a card that people were excited to see regardless. But what happened? Like, I don't know. Is he is Usman always like that, where he just kind of plays it conservative, takes you down a few times? It's almost like he's playing for the points, which I guess, like, if that works for him, obviously he was the champ or the number one. I think he was already the champ. So obviously he got to there somehow. And if his whole strategy is – listen, I'm going to just take you down four times. You're not going to really hit me that hard. I'm going to hit you a few times. And then I'm going to turn your feet into a bloody pulp. I guess if that works, it's like fine. I mean, I'm not going to tell a guy how to do his job when he's the champion. But from Dana's perspective, it's like that was a boring fight, man. I'm sorry, but that was a boring fight. And again, I wanted Masvidal. I lost. I bet three McChickens and a medium fry on it. I lost. Fine. I'll get over that though. I will. Believe me, I will. It's just, I'm tuning in for Masvidal. I know is a savage human being. I know he is. So Usman, if he brings half the juice Masvidal is going to bring, it's like, this should be a dynamite fight. And the thing too, is they hated each other. Those guys chirped each other. They almost fought in like five hotel lobbies. Like like it was the perfect storm of a fight where two dudes are just going to stand and swing at each other until someone doesn't get back up. And that just did not even remotely happen. So I don't know. I mean, I I have to believe because Dana always has seemed like a guy who he's like, listen, you might be great, but if you want these big time fights and you want these big time cards, you got to put on a little bit of a show at least. Like, like you could be five hundred and zero, but if you win every match off points, nobody's gonna fucking care about you. Nobody's going to want to tune in for your next one if they're like, the last 20 fights this dude's been in, he won in five rounds off points and stomping people's toes into the ground. Nobody wants to see that. And Dana White's a smart dude. He grew the UFC into like a multi-billion dollar company. He knows that. So I don't I don't get that. Like, is he having a conversation? I hope. Is he having a conversation with Usman after the fight? Like, hey, man, great job and everything. But like, 
next time you gotta you gotta tone it up a bit that was kind of that was kind of sucky to watch ah, like i don't want to watch a couple dudes hug each other and flail at their feet for a few hours like i i want to watch some dudes get after it or at least like there's a difference too between trying to take people down and people like Khabib where they'll take you down but they don't maneuver for points once they get you down they're going to bury you or they're going to at least try to bury you so at least do that if you're going to be a takedown guy when you get them down at least put them through the dirt or something i don't know it was a boring fight i thought i was disappointed masvidal lost just because that dude's cool i like his how he just doesn't give a fuck and is kind of like a mcgregor light where he just talks a bunch of shit and then murders people but yeah i was a little disappointed just in the I don't know, in the blandness of the fight, it's like, guys, everybody in the world's watching. You're on fucking Fight Island, for God's sake. If you're ever going to bring your your A game and just try to go out with a bang, tonight's the night. Everybody's watching you, and they just didn't, or at least Usman didn't. So it was like, well, that kind of sucked. I mean, that's really the only way I could put it. I, I left the fight. I left both the fights, and I was like, eh, it's pretty underwhelming. Like, I don't know. All, all four of those guys are, seemed like they were going to be fun to watch. It seemed like a couple good matchups, and then it's just eh, it's flat. It's a little flat. It's like a coke. It's like a, a bottle of coke you've been you left in the sun for two hours with the lid off. Eh, it's just flat. That's all it is. It's just flat. Anyway, um, I guess it was cool that there were live sports, though. I don't know. That was nice. Um, so now let's talk a little bit about. The old NBA bubble. Actually, I'm going to take a quick break for an ad, and then we're hitting NBA bubble hard. We'll be right back. NBA bubble time. So I'm sure everybody listening to this, if you're a basketball person, you've probably seen by now. Um, Well, Russell Westbrook tested positive, but I guess he wasn't in the bubble yet. But today... Well, it's a couple things. So yesterday or two days ago on Twitter, some chick was like, oh, this bubble's for sure about to break. I already got invited to it. Some just like pretty hot girl, I guess. I don't know if it was like Spida Mitchell or uh, Montrez Harrell's the other guy. Those are the two guys that rumor has it. They're the ones that invited her. Be a bad look for Donovan, though, wouldn't it? After roasting Rudy Gobert, he just invites some random chick to the bubble on like the second day being there. So I feel like it's Montrez. Montrez is the only NBA dude that followed her. But a bad look. I mean, if these dudes have been away for what? Like, it's literally been like two or three days. And they're already getting horny and like getting their their call girls over there. It is, oh man, we haven't even started playing yet. And they're not even, we haven't even started playing the pre-playoff series yet. So what the hell is going to happen when we're like, fucking four weeks from now and these dudes haven't seen a woman that isn't a disney world worker in a month what's gonna happen then and then and then at that point it's like the western conference playoffs so if kcp's kcp has some random chick over and he gets corona you already know jr's got corona what the lakers just pick up two like do they just pick up two dudes that haven't been in this bubble the whole time they just bring them in and say, hey, hey, we need a couple. Like, it's just a lifetime open run then, or I don't know how that works. It's a lifetime open run, and you're just going to start bringing in dudes that have not been in the bubble the whole time. Or, like, 
I actually don't know if they're doing this, but this is a great idea. Credit to myself if they haven't. Why don't they just bring the entire like minor league team? So for the Pistons, for instance, obviously we're not in it because we fucking suck ass. But I don't know anybody else's minor league team name. But if so, if the Stones were in it, they also bring the Drive team. So the Drive guys, everybody, Drive and Pistons, everybody's in the bubble. Someone goes down with Corona, you bring up a Drive guy. I feel like that's not a terrible idea. That seems like the safest way to do it. Because what are they gonna do? Like it's not like a week from now once they start. Can you just bring in a guy like Jr. Like if someone wants to just bring in Joe Johnson or Jamal Crawford or something, like they just go from being out of the bubble now instantly into the bubble. Obviously, if they're negative, it should be all good. But on the off chance someone comes in with Corona now, it's like, what are you going to do? And it's not like the Lakers are going to start playing games with eight dudes on the team. You know what I'm saying? Or if they do if they do say, hey, tough luck, shouldn't have invited that chick over at 3 a.m. Jr. Tough look for the Lakers, but now it's like even whatever asterisk there was on this season and these playoffs before, it's just going to be multiplied. Oh, my God, the Lakers The Lakers only had nine guys. That's not their fault they lost. I'm not trying to single out the Lakers, but they have fucking J.R. Smith. So who do you think – who is it going to happen to, if anyone? So I don't get how that's going to work. And then today, oh, man, the food thing is out of control. All these dudes complaining about the food. I'm sure it's not the best food. Like, I I don't think Disney World or Disneyland, I don't even know which one it is. I don't think Disney World's known for their food. I I think they're known for, like, Mickey Mouse and grand Disney attractions. I could be wrong about that. So I'm sure the food's not great. I'm sure it's not. I've seen a few of the pictures. It doesn't look like a five-star restaurant. Absolutely not. But listen, I went to college. I lived in the dorms for a year. I ate at a cafeteria every single day, three meals a day for like eight months or whatever it was. It's not the best. Now, I was lucky enough. Shout out MSU. Shout out Brody Cafeteria. That was fire. Brody was kind of fire, but that's the thing. Brody, whatever was going down at Brody looks and I would imagine is better than what's going down in Disney World right now. But... After a month at Brody, I was like, oh, man, like this is pretty good mass produced cafeteria food. It is nothing, nothing against them. But after a month, you're like, oh, I would I I would love just like a, a real a real meal, like some real chicken, not this thing that was frozen 20 minutes ago, thrown on some buns. You know what I'm saying? So if I was getting sick of stuff in a month at Brody. And I don't come from an NBA income of my parents because these dudes, that's the other thing. These guys are probably eating at like Nobu Sushi and fucking, I don't know, what's a good steakhouse? I don't know. Morton's, I guess. I don't know. Morton's Steakhouse every other night. Like these dudes are eating lobster tail, shrimp scampi, caviar. These dudes don't want to go have like a knockoff KFC mashed potatoes and corn and gravy meal. Ah. It's probably brutal for them. I mean, I would imagine so. So they're going from a 10 out of 10 on the food scale to probably like a 3 out of 10. I was going for – my parents are phenomenal cooks. Shout out. I'm going from like a 9 out of 10 to a 5. I'll give Brody like a 5 out of 10. These dudes have a bigger drop-off and their floor is lower. 
and it's only two days in and reach on homes. That's probably not how you say it, but it's spelled like rich on rich on rich on. I don't know. Rashawn Holmes. He ordered, what was it? He, he tested positive today. He was in the bubble, found out he tested positive today. Um, and he got a DoorDash order, like to the boundaries of the, of the bubble. One picked up his food, went back into the bubble. It's been like three days, man. It's been three days and these guys are already ordering DoorDash. Like, come on. I don't, I, I mean, I don't blame them. If I was a multimillionaire used to having my butthole wiped for me and eating lobster every day, I probably wouldn't want to eat Disney World's fucking buffet food either. I probably wouldn't. But if they're getting sick of it and it's day two, day three, and these guys are already ordering DoorDash out, how? I, I just don't see how they're going to make it. Whatever. Is it going to be a month, two months until they finish the thing? Assuming there's no other things that throw off the time. I just don't see how they go another month even if it's day two. And guys are already ordering DoorDash. And listen, we haven't even heard of the other guys that have ordered DoorDash and weren't positive. We just know of Rashawn Holmes because he did it. He came back positive. He's out of the bubble. We'll see him in two weeks maybe. There's probably other dudes that got a pizza delivered, got some Jimmy John's brought to the crib, a little Chipotle. Hey, I know they probably love Chipotle. I fucking love Chipotle. Probably got some Chipotle dropped right at the Orlando Disney World street doorstep but they didn't test positive <laughs> so nobody knows about it and they're certainly not going to tell on themselves but it's two days in like a week from now half the dudes are going to be ordering little caesars in every night three weeks from now half those dudes are going to be ordering fucking doordash in three meals a day like i just don't see it between getting horny and wanting chicks around and ordering DoorDash, like this is doomed. It seems it it seems totally doomed. I hate to be the negative Nancy guy, but just look at the facts. Just look at the facts. Imagine I I've seen their facilities and it looks it's probably sick being there too when you like walk down in the lobby and you're like, oh LeBron, Kawhi, CP3, what's going on, fellas? Like seeing all these NBA dudes, that's probably kind of fun. But these guys all kind of have known each other already. They're kind of they're not very starstruck, I'd imagine. So by day three, day four, like oh LeBron, hey, the shitty breakfast food again, huh? Like they they've kind of forgotten about the cool. Oh, I'm hanging out with all my NBA friends. That probably goes away pretty quickly. And now they're thinking, God damn it, I need to eat these soggy ass eggs again. These hash browns aren't even cooked. They don't have ketchup for the hash browns either. Fuck it. I'm going to just make a DoorDash real quick. I'm going to get a country omelet, side of chili cheese fries, maybe a coffee to boot. It's just, it's doomed, it seems. Because what happens now? So Rashawn Holmes tested positive. He's home now. But when did they test him? Like from the time he got that DoorDash to the time, assuming he got it from the DoorDash. So whatever, he gets that DoorDash. He has Corona right then. From that time to when he tested positive and got kicked out, how many things did he touch? How many players did he come in contact with? Because now it's like, let's say he went and ate that DoorDash, and then him a few and or him and a few of the other kings went down to the lobby for some drinks or whatever. Boom, he just hung out with the bartender down there, 
whatever other staff he, he may have come in contact with, and then those other players, they didn't know he had corona at the time. It's not their fault. But now it's like, shit, they might have corona too. And now what happens? One's gone. Boom. Fine. He's out. He had corona. Get him out of here. What happens if he was with De'Aaron Fox and now tomorrow De'Aaron's like, well, shit, I got corona. Oh, too. I, don't, I probably got it from Holmes and a couple other dudes. Bagley goes, I got Yeah, now I got it. Now we're back to the initial problem I brought up. Do they all go home because they got they can't compromise the bubble. But they've just been with other people. They've just been with the other hotel staff. And now the Kings just lost like three, four guys just gone off the Kings roster. So now hotel staff or Disney World staff potentially has corona. What other players, whether it's Kings players or other players that they were hanging out with from the time they came on contact with Rashawn Holmes to finding out they're positive, those guys potentially have corona. And now the Kings got to worry about bringing in three new bodies that haven't been in the bubble that also could have corona. Like, I just don't see it. I get it. I get it. The NBA is a multi, multi billion dollar business, and there are a lot of things they'd rather have happen than cancel the season and lose out and all that playoff revenue. But man, I just don't, I, I really don't see how it's going to work out. I know Bill Simmons talks about it too. He's like, he says the same stuff. It's like, we're in day two here and, and we're already breaking the bubble, guys. Like, it's been fucking like 48 hours and we're already breaking the bubble. How are we going to do this for two months? Because like I said, once someone has it, it becomes that much more complicated because there's a window that they didn't know they had it, that they were living their life like they didn't have it. And now all those other people might have it. And it's just like an exponential growth. So I don't know how they're going to do it. I I mean, obviously, number one thing is hopefully if they still try to go through with it, they can do it safely. Ideally, I mean... That's kind of the most important thing. A lot of these dudes have young children. I'm sure have older parents and things like that. So, like, let's let's keep it safe if we can. Absolutely. But, oh, man, I just don't know. I'd love to see basketball. I hope they can figure it out in a safe way. I, I've been watching the last two days. I probably watched eight hours of old sports highlights. Seen watched some basketball, a little hockey, a couple football, a couple – Watch it. I've just seen videos of people hitting dingers in baseball, not, not, not like game highlights. I was watching, uh, who was it? Oh, John Moran highlights the other day. That dude's an animal. That dude is just Derrick Rose. I was also watching Derrick Rose highlights. But that dude is just Derrick Rose light right now. I mean, who knows what he's going to be, but he's Derrick Rose light. It's absurd how athletic. That dude, he had a highlight tape, like a 15-minute highlight tape off the whatever 60 games they played this year. And every play, I'm just like, what's up? That was ridiculous what he just did. Even if it's just like a little pass or whatever, I'm like, how did he see that guy? How did he make that pass? He's wild. But that's how that's what I'm saying. I watched a, I watched a video of every single goal from the 2008 Red Wings playoff run. Every single goal. Think about that. Think about how desperate I am right now. Every goal. I don't even know what hockey's doing either. Like, I know they're trying to come back, but I haven't. Are they doing a bubble? I know there's like the hub cities or whatever. So it seems like they're trying to do a bubble, but there's not like a. They don't have like a campus like Disney World where all the hockey players are going to live. They're just doing the main cities. So, like, to alleviate travel, I think is the main idea behind that. I don't even know what they're doing, but it's like. 
I get why all these sports are trying to come back. Baseball too. Like they have so much money on the table right now. And I get it. If I was them, I'd be like, fuck, we got to, I don't want to take a $500 million bath this year. That would kind of blow. But man, I don't know how they do it safely. And you know, especially Adam Silver is the only normal commissioner out of any of these sports. So I would imagine he's a guy who's like, listen, I want to make this money and and grow our game and put out some product as much as anybody. But if it's going to come at the cost of half the league getting coronavirus, like we might just have to pull the plug. Hope it doesn't happen. But I think he's a guy that would say, fuck, guys, we got to – I mean, we got to call it off. We're going to have to take the hit. I think he's a guy that would do that where, I don't know, Bettman and, and uh, fucking uh, – who's the baseball guy? Manfred and Goodell, absolutely, that that ghoul Goodell would do it. They're just going to say, I don't give, I don't care how many people get corona, we're making this money. So I don't know. I think it's – going to be tough and then not to mention ivy league ivy league football season fall sports see ya gone big 10 got rid of the out of conference schedule see ya the u i was going to go to that game homecoming michigan state the u dogs by a trillion see ya that's gone so they're down to just the big 10 schedule i don't think that's going to happen i think college i think college sports college sports will be the next sports to say sorry can't do it and they're going to lose a bunch of money too, which, I mean, it is what it is. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing everyone's dealing with, and it sucks. But it's like, how much of an asshole are you willing to look like to make that money, you know? Because look at look at NFL. If half these dudes get corona and Goodell says, I don't give a fuck. We're starting week one anyway. And if anyone doesn't hate him already, everybody is going to hate that dude after he says something like that. Everybody. Not that they don't already. But that's just the thing. Adam Silver's a pretty well-liked dude. If he says, I don't give a shit, who gets corona? We're playing. Yeah, it's going to hurt. People aren't going to like Adam Silver as much as they do right now. That's for sure. So I don't know. The NBA bubbles got me nervous. These dudes just calling up girls and ordering DoorDash 72 hours in. It's like, oh, man, what are things going to be like in a week? I mean, they probably got some cool stuff set up, but you can only play so much cornhole in 2K. Like. You can only go sit at the pool, play cornhole, and play 2K, and hang out with other NBA dudes for so long until you're like, I'd like to see a, a female, and I'd like to eat some Chipotle. So if it's happening 72 hours in, I, I have I have very limited hope that this stuff isn't going to be going down a month from now. I guess the only saving grace is once we get further into the playoffs, obviously by conference finals, there's only four teams left, so there's only – 48 dudes, I guess, 12 a team, 48 dudes you got to worry about. And you bet your fucking ass LeBron's not. Well, JR might pull a little sneaky sneak, but guys like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, like they're not letting they're not letting these end-of-the-bench bums call in girls or get door edge. Those dudes are going to have baby monitors in their room. So that'll be easier, I guess, but it's just getting to that point. And what – has there been any spread up until that point that these players might have it? And then the staff, it's like, you got to think about the staff. So I don't know. Obviously I got a pretty pessimistic view of it. I, f- I hope they figure it out and I hope they do it safely. And I hope it all works out. Cause I love sports. I'm so tired of watching the office and other random stuff on Netflix. I'm at the point where I'm watching old videos for like the 10th time this quarantine. So I'm, I'm itching for sports. 
But I don't know. I just don't see how they do it effectively. It's it's not looking good. We're broke. The bubble's starting to burst 72 hours in. This bubble's going to be a little wet spot on the cement in a month, it feels. But I hope not. Anyway, that's all I got today. Uh, I'm probably going to hit another one of these. I might do one tomorrow or Thursday. No, Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, one of the, I think in the next one I do, I'm going to do a Detroit Lions just scheduled dive and just rattle off why we're going to win every single game. So stay tuned for that. I don't know. I'll probably throw in something else in there. Maybe some random, random little thing I think is funny. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. I'll let you guys know, but appreciate everyone who listened, uh, again, subscribe to the podcast share it tell your friends you got any detroit people who like that stuff sports fans whatever um i appreciate all the support you know it's the best way to grow is just word of mouth it's the most effective way so i appreciate you guys spreading the word and still listening if you're a new listener hope you enjoyed it um and i will be back in a day or so have a good night